Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin. Thank you guys so much for joining in on my morning podcast, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Our soul must be whole in order for us to move from faith to faith and glory to glory. And for us to be able to comfort others, we ourselves must first be comforted so that our ministries to others will be from a sincere heart of love and not we won't be ta- uh, ministering out of our own hearts and wounds and things like that. We have to be complete. Know that we complete in Him because we are complete in Him. Okay, so we're just... Uh, thank you for joining in because today we're just going to jump another another hurdle and grow once again from faith to faith and glory to glory. You guys are ready? Y'all ready for the ride? Because you know we're getting ready to start, but first we're going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for being in the middle of us, Father, that you watch over your word to perform it, Lord God, and that it will not return unto you void. That's what you said. We say what you say. We agree with what you say, Father. Excuse me. And we thank, ask you, Father, that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the living God is saying, Father. Um, excuse me. Father, I ask that you anoint my lips. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. I'm so sorry about that. Father, I ask that you anoint my lips of clay and that you speak through me again this day and father we thank you for a rhema word a revelation word a reveal word and um guys we're getting ready to jump into this because you know i gotta know you already know i gotta know because i'm nosy and i got to know i have to know we have to and we have to know more than anything so that we can grow from faith to faith and glory to glory you guys ready you guys ready to jump another hurdle well my question today is because you know i gotta know who are you serving Lord Jesus, we getting ready to get into this because you know what? As believers, we're called to be we're called to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you guys already know my favorite verse, John eight thirty two. Jesus said to the Jews, those that believe, if you continue my word, you are my disciples, and indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What is the truth setting us free from? Let's say it together. God's truth sets us free from a devil's lie. You guys, um, when you hit my, go to my um, um, podcast page, stroll down. I have a bunch of episodes down there. I, I don't know. This probably, I don't know if this is like 50 episodes. I'm going to have to check and see. Um, but stroll down and hit on some of the episodes. And if you guys like to support us, hit the support button. Or if you guys like to support our, our ministry outreach, it's WeCare1966.us. That's our website. Or if you like to cash app us, it's the dollar sign Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E-J Martin. Um, and you guys continue to pray for us. It's we serve others. Uh, we care, care because God care, right? As disciples of Jesus Christ, we're getting ready to get back into it here. As the who are you serving? I had to ask that question. Who are you serving? And who did Christ come to serve? Well, Jesus said he came to seek and save those that were lost, right? First Timothy 1 and 15 tells us, he said, this is a trustworthy saying. Worth, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. <laughs> the apostle Paul, Timothy said, of whom I am the worst. You know, he was the worst sinner. He was just saying, but Christ Jesus came to the world to serve sinners. He said, I didn't come to seek and save those that were well, but I came to seek and save those that were a uh, lost. Let's, you know, I want to, I want to, um, I want to read Matthews nine. I'm going to read the NLT. We're going to start at Matthews chapter nine, um, verse nine. It says, Jesus was walking along and he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple. Are you a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? (laughs) Because, you know, disciples are servants. Okay, I'm not talking about a church member. I'm not talking about a church goer. I'm talking about a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know that there is a difference? Are you a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? Okay, so Jesus told me, he said, come on, follow me, Matthew. Come on, be my disciple, not my church goer. There's no condemnation. But how many of you know that Jesus came to make disciples, not church goers? Um, 
it, there is a difference because a lot of times we equate going to, to, to going to the building because that's the building where the church we equate going to the building as being as a as be, as, as serving. Okay, now we do serve in the building, but the purpose of the building, really, the purpose of the building is to be prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry. Don't don't equate going to the building as being disciples. I mean, we're supposed to be being discipled inside the building. This is what the uh, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the, pre- the teacher, and all, you know, the fivefold ministries were sitting. In the church, because the church really isn't recognized until the fivefold has been established. God set the fivefold ministries inside the church really to make disciples, not churchgoers, to help develop people and to prepare them and equip them for the work of the ministry. This is the purpose of the building. This is the real purpose of the building. This is the purpose of the fivefold ministry. And this is why people are not properly being prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry is because they're not being taught to be disciples. They're being taught that you come in here and this is where you serve and this is where it ends. You know, this is where it ends. This is where your servant service begin and this is where your service service in. Yes, we should be serving inside the building, but we should have we should be able to serve outside the building. Um, the same mantle, the same anointing that comes on you to uh, to serve in the building should be the same mantle and the same anointing you should be able to use outside the building because the whole purpose of discipleship is so we can serve others. Right? Christ Jesus said, I did not come for those that's well, but I came for those that's sick. So if our service, if the only way we equate our service to the Lord is our Sunday morning uh, church service or our Wednesday night Bible study or just the work that we do inside the building for other believers, then that's not actually, that's not true discipleship. We need all of that because that's part of our training. But if that's all we've been doing for 30 years there, hold on now, wait a minute. There, there ain't no condemnation. You guys know, you guys know this, there's no condemnation in it. What I'm saying is if that's your only service is in the building, then you're not really being a disciple. Because we don't just put Christ on and take Christ off. We go and do our religious duties and say, okay, well, I'm finished with that. I'll get back with you, God, come Sunday. I'll get back with you on my Facebook Live come Wednesday. Um, but right now I'm going to finish doing what I want to do. No, that's not a disciple. Um, the building, I look at the building as school. You know, this is where we go to school, okay? This is where we're supposed to learn and be prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry, whatever it is that God has called us to do. If he's called you to serve, you shouldn't just be able to serve inside the building. We should be able to serve outside the building um, and, and in order to reach people that's lost. See, the only way, sometimes the, to reach people that's lost, you have to go to where they are. Because a lot of times, if you look, when people raise their hands about visitors, a lot of times we don't have visitors. <laughs> so that means all we have is a building full of people that's already saved. So, um, you know, a, a lot of times when Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel, how many of you know that social media is the world? That's what the world is. The world is on Facebook. The world is on Instagram. The world is on podcasts. This is where you're going to meet the world. I think I met about five, six people in one month through social media. Uh, This is where we're going to meet the world. I met one person, you know, through someone else. They went on social media. I've been meeting some homeless people. The Lord has been arresting me. Listen, we, whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve to. We have to break down this mindset stronghold. That's a religious mindset to think that when we serve in the building, we're serving the Lord. That is part of it, but that's not all of it. Cause he didn't just come. He didn't just want us to serve the saints. Cause we do need to take care of the saints, but we all need have a ministry to the world. We are called to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. At your workplace, it should be somebody there that you're ministering to, that you're witnessing to, that you're being a light to on your lunch break, um, wherever in the grocery store, we are all sent on an, on assignments. We are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he says to love the Lord, thy God with all our heart, our mind and our soul. And then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. A lot of times we think in our neighbor is the people living next door, but for real, our neighbors are the people that we come and influence with. 
when he puts you in the face of somebody who's backslidden, somebody who don't know God, your purpose for being in their face is not to just be a friend to them, but your purpose for being in their face is to minister to them. So when we get around unsaved people, that's, that's what we're called to do. We're called to serve. Jesus said, I came for those that are sick. So when we when we're going to our building on Sunday and we don't have any new guests, that's not good. Christ adds to the church daily as he see fit. So what do we have to do? We need to go and meet other people, sick people, because if we got the same people getting saved every Sunday. No, 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 no. There's no condemnation. But what I'm saying is, what are we doing? If lives are not being changed, if souls not being saved, what are we doing? Now, like I said, no condemnation because the purpose of the building is to prepare and equip people for the work of the ministry. Um, But if people aren't being properly prepared and equipped, they're not going to be able to know how to operate in the ministry. So we're not developing churchgoers. We're supposed to be making disciples. Jesus told us to go into the world and make disciples. We're supposed to be going to make disciples. So who did Jesus come to serve? Jesus came to serve uh, the world. Of course, we serve each other. Okay, but let but let's let's see this. Let's see uh, what he said when I said that Jesus said he didn't come for those as well, but he came for those as sick. He talks. Let's read this story. Let's see if I can get through this story. So when Jesus spoke to the disciples, Jesus was walking along. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciples, Jesus said to him. So Matthew's got up and followed him, and then later. Uh, Matthew's invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. Now the tax collector is inviting Jesus to his house (laughs) for dinner, right? Jesus called him. He said, come on, Matthew, come on and be my disciples, right? So he invited, Matthew's invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disruptible sinners, (laughs) come on now as disciples of Jesus Christ this is where we're called to be we're called to eat and drink we're called to eat with the with those that's not saved we're called to the world okay so if you only can have dinner with your saved sisters or your saved brothers what are we doing as disciples of Jesus Christ uh, we follow his example. So here, Jesus didn't, he wasn't so religious and self-righteous. Oh no, I can't go eat with them. You know, they're, they're sinners. Yes, that's who he came for. He came to seek and save those that were lost. He said, I did not come for those as well. But make sure that when you're sitting and you're eating with the, with the sinners, that you're not like them. You know, the apostle Paul says, I become all things to all men, but not disobey, not uh, disobeying God. In other words, yeah, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat with my uns- these unsaved people that I, you know, that don't know Christ, but I'm not going to do what they do because I'm called to be a light in the midst of their darkness. That don't mean I'm going to sit at the table and preach a bunch of Bible, Bible sermons, but I am going to live opposite to how they live and that way they will see my light because your light is your lifestyle and some people can't receive from us because they can't see us hold on wait a minute there's no condemnation in it but listen when the apostle paul says i become all things to all men not disobeying god in other words if when I come around you and you say I have to take my shoes off to come into your house, guess what? I'm going to take my shoes off to come into your house to see you. Why? Because it's not about the shoes. It's not about the meat. It's not about the drink. It's about me being able to get in your presence so you can see the light that's in me and be drawn to my father who saved me. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we get around the world, we don't act like the world because if we act like the world, then they won't be able see, to see the word. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, in the beginning was the word. They won't be able to see the God in us. Just let your light so shine. You don't have to get around people and preach a sermon. They'll see the God in you. Uh, you know, I done worked on jobs and they say, you different. Why they say you different? Why? Because I'm not gossiping. I'm not backbiting. I'm not doing what they do. I'm not even preaching. I'm preaching your life, your light, your actions really do speak louder than words. Really, people can tell that you're different by the way you live. They, they, most people, they, they're used to the religious, you know, Bible scriptures and all that kind of stuff. And people, how many of you know that people aren't even impressed by the fact that you go to go to the building? 
because <laughs> we're the church. But people aren't impressed by the fact that you go Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday. That's not what impresses them. What impresses people is your lifestyle. Your light is your light shining. As disciples of Jesus Christ, our light should be shining everywhere we go. I, I, I really believe that if we were really conscious of God's presence, we would be aware that his eyes look upon the good and the evil. He sees everything. God is everywhere at the same time. Okay, and he knows everything. So when we get with them, we can't act like them. Because when we get with them and we do what they do, we say what they say and we act like they act, they can't see the God in us. They can't see our light shining. We're not called to be chameleons. We're not called to camouflage. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. How do we do that? We think that confession is just with our mouth, but we confess Christ by the way we live. We confess Christ every time we don't do what the world do. That's 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 confessing Christ. They want to know why you ain't cussing like them. They want to know why you ain't getting drunk like them. They want to know why you're not acting like them. It's the That's your lifestyle speaking when you don't do what they do and your purpose make sure that you understand your purpose for being around people make sure you understand your purpose as disciples of Jesus Christ we're called to make other disciples Jesus is the one that saved them we're called to be the light that's what we're called to do we're called to be the light and people would be drawn to our father which is in heaven it glorifies the father when we bear fruit because then it brings glory to him when people see, they used to say, it's something different about you. I used to work at this boy group home. Or sometimes when you're around people, they'd be like, it's something different about you. I don't know quite what it is. Well, what they're saying is, it's the God that's in you. That's what they see. And that's your opportunity to tell them. So they won't think it's anything special about you. But they'll know that it's something special about your father. That's an open window. Look for the open doors to be able to minister to others. Okay, so I'm trying to finish this here. Matthew 9 and 10. Let's go back. And so Matthews, who was a sinner at the time, he was a tax collector. He invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disruptable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, the religious people, when the religious people, when the religious people saw you sitting with people that wasn't saved, this is what they said. They asked disciples, you know, I'm putting that in there because when the religious people saw you sitting with someone who wasn't saved and your purpose for being there was so they could get saved. Okay. The Pharisees saw this and they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? This is the NLT version. Wow. See, that's the attitude of a self-righteous person when they think and they're too good. The Bible tells us to think, don't think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. But when we think more highly of ourselves and Pharisees, that's a religious spirit. Do you have a religious spirit? There's no condemnation because today we're finna get delivered because God hates religion. Do you know he does? Because religion has a form of godliness, but it denies the power of God. It really don't want anything to do with God. It's just that when a, when it's with the religious people, it says the Bible verses. It knows the lingo. It even goes to church. But it has no fruit because it doesn't really serve people. They do things in front of people so they can look religious. There's no condemnation. But what I'm telling you, our work is not just inside the building as believers. Our work is outside the building. And it's not so that people could think that highly about us. Oh, they're really nice. What you want people to know is that the reason you're good is because your God is good. Because the Bible tells us that it's the spirit that even willeth us to want to do good. It's because of the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that's in us that calls us to want to do good to others. This is what the word tells us. So when the Pharisees, who was the self-righteous ones, who was the ones that was religious, the ones that thought they were better than everybody else, the ones who thought more highly of themselves than they ought to, the ones who looked down on others because they forgot where they came from. They asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such gums? Matthews 9 and 12. When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. This NLT. Version. He said, sick people do. 
verse 13, Matthew 9, 13. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of the scripture. I want to show mercy, not offer sacrifice. For I haven't come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. You know, that's the worst place to be in. Thinking that you know God and you don't. Because religion, being religious is not being a, being a believer. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died and he rose. That's what makes us believers. The Pharisees had a lot of religion and they had a lot of religious works. But they wasn't unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatsoever we do in word or deed as believers, we're to do as under the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to ask the question, who are you serving? Is your service just to those that's inside the building? Or do you have a a service to those that, that don't know Jesus? Because we're all called to be ambassadors, ministers, or reconciliators. Our part as believers is called to reconcile people back to Jesus. So, you know, this is why I'm telling you, this is really, uh, being a believer for me is the most exciting thing ever in life. Because when you're out in public and you're going places, you can be like, okay, Lord, who do you want me to talk to? This journey with Jesus is fun. We should not be bored. When we're dealing with boredom, it's because we're full of ourselves. Because we're not thinking about what does Christ want. We're just thinking about what can I do. But it's not about what can I do. It's about God, what can I do for you? <laughs> Excuse me. There's no condemnation. Matthew 11:19 19 says, um, and, and, and if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Do not even tax collectors do the same or sinners. If you only help people that you know, if you take somebody out that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't talking about another believer. Take somebody out. He that wins souls is wise. So if you want the wisdom of God, ask him how to win souls. Because that's what Christ is in. The only thing that's going to last, the Bible says, is what we do for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that's going to last. These titles, positions, all this, a lot of this stuff that we're running after and chasing after, it's not even going to matter in the end. The only thing that's going to matter in the end is what did you, did you do what the Lord say do? Are you, who are you serving? Are you a servant of Jesus Christ or you're self-servant or are you a servant of the world? Who are you serving? When's the last time you took somebody out who you didn't know to dinner? How many of you know that clicks causes splits? As believers, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we should always be trying to think of ways to reconcile people back to Christ. And I'm not talking about the same people. A lot of times we're praying. This is, we need to start with this religious stuff. We pray, Lord, enlarge my territory. How can he enlarge our territory? We're not willing to go outside of our four and no more. People don't understand the power of social media. Social media is where you're going to meet the world. Open up your messengers so people can meet you. When people pop in, people pop in for me wanting prayer. I've had people to call me that I did not know through social media because they wanted prayer. They call me on messenger. They say, can I call you? I need prayer. Can I ask you something? Open up that social media. Open up that messenger page. That's where the world is. And when a devil come in there, you rebuke him, bind him. That's the work of the ministry. We're stuck in the old when God... People aren't coming to your building. Hold on, wait a minute. When people aren't coming to your building, you're going to have to get out and go to where they are. He said, go, you go. We're praying and asking God to go into the highways and byways. No, God is saying, when you go, I'll go. Because how many of you know God used people? He said, Matthew's 11, no, no condemnation, but really what I'm coming against is this religious spirit. That's exactly what I'm coming against because a religious spirit, it has a form of godliness, but it denies the power. A religious spirit has a form of godliness, but they really don't serve people. They're going to serve them at the capacity that makes them comfortable. How many of you know that Christ does not care about our flesh being comfortable? I like to tell people that when we're going to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're going to be led by the spirit of God, it's going to, it's going to, uh, 
it's going to cause some, uh, it's going to cause our flesh to be inconvenient. Because what God asks us to do is opposite to what our flesh wants to do. Matthew 25, 35. So who did Jesus come to serve? Who are we to serve? As disciples of Jesus Christ, he came to seek and save those which were lost. So my service inside the building is so uh, is to the saints. And so uh, it's part of my preparation, part of my training. Um, my purpose for being in the building is so we can be prepared and equipped. And that's what happened when the pandemic came. Because the people were not properly prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry. When Goliath came, everybody ran to hide, just like King Saul's army. Believers believe. Believers believe there's no condemnation. But what I'm telling you is we have to be prepared and equipped. We have to spend time with God every single day. Before you get up and pick up a phone to call a person, first get in your word or say a prayer, ask the Lord to lead God, direct you, do something, spend some time with God. Who are you serving? There's no condemnation, but we have to come back to the Father. And we, as we, you know, we've been so busy making church goers. It's not about making, he's Jesus. He looked upon the crowd with compassion. He said, uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. The harvest is not coming. We're going to have to go out there and get them. He told us as believers, ministers, it's not just the work of, he told us to do the work of an evangelist. And it's not just the work of the evangelist to go out in the street and get the people. We're all called to be ambassadors of Christ and ministers of reconciliators. What is your ministry to the world? That's what I'm, what is your service to the world? I'm not talking about in the building. I'm not talking to other, about other believers. I'm saying to the world, to as disciples of Jesus Christ, we're called to serve the world. He came to make disciples, not to serve other disciples, not just to serve other disciples because they took care of the saints, but to serve the world, to reach, to reach and reconcile those that were lost. This is why Jesus came to seek and save those that were lost. So what is our, what is our service to the world as believers, as disciples of Lord Jesus Christ? Because Jesus came to disciple his disciples He came to mentor them so they could mimic him. And how many of you know that as disciples of Jesus Christ, we're to mimic him. Jesus should be our mentor. He came to disciple. He said, and then he told them, go make other disciples. We should be making disciples, not churchgoers, not just best friends, but we should be making other disciples. I always have a motive. I always have an agenda. I'm always trying to bring people back into fellowship with Christ. You know, when you meet people, believers that's out of fellowship, that's backslidden, I meet some that's going to church. They're backslidden and don't even know it because they're no longer doing the work of the ministry. The purpose of being in the building is to prepare and equip people for the work of the ministry. And so when we're not doing the work of the ministry, We're not serving the Lord Jesus Christ. I have to tell you that we're not doing, we're not acting as disciples because disciples are called not just to serve the saints, but they're called to the world as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have to ask, who are we serving? So Jesus, so since he is our mentor, I like to look at the ministry of Christ. What does Jesus say about this subject as to who we're to serve? One, he said, if you only do good to those that do you, you don't even tax collectors do that. Help somebody you don't know. Love somebody you don't know. Pray for somebody you don't know. Even on social media. You shouldn't. I, I, I see that on social media. People, people that they know that get, get off these bandwagons and get on, get, get on Jesus bandwagon. You shouldn't have to know someone to pray for someone. You shouldn't have to know for someone to, you know, to take them out to dinner. Pray and ask God. There's no condemnation. He told us to do the work of an evangelist. It's not, we're not all called evangelists, but we are called to do the work of an evangelist because no matter what office, what position, what service, wherever we're called, at the end of the day, our agenda and our motive as believers, even in the... Our motive in our agenda as believers is always to reconcile people back to Christ. Your co-workers that's backslidden, your co-workers that's religious, when you go out to lunch with them because they start to open everything back up, 
Sit there and listen. Don't act like them. Quit trying to be friends with the world. Be who Christ has called you to be so people will see the God in you. Yes, it may mean sometimes you might eat by yourself because that's part of being persecuted for righteousness sake. Because it's, it's not that you said or anything. It's just it's, you're different. Really what they're seeing is the God in you. But so what? You, when you become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, it doesn't bother you. You can walk. Sometimes you're going to have to walk alone. That's not going to bother you. That you Sometimes you're going to be talked about for, for telling the truth. That's not going to bother you. When we become, you know, our prayer is, Lord, deliver us from people. Because when he delivers you from the fear of man, that's when you're truly a servant of his. And who the son set free is free indeed. And he said, whatever you do in word or deed, we need to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. My agenda and my motive is always to see people reconcile back to the father. I am a minister of reconciliators. And so are you if you're a believer. We are ambassadors of Christ. What are you doing with your life to cause people to see Jesus Christ? Who are you serving? Is your light shining? There's no condemnation, but our light is our lifestyle. We're going to prove that here in a minute. I'm going to see if I can get to Matthews 25, 35. Time goes so fast. So Matthews 25, 35. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was a stranger and you took me out to dinner. I was a stranger and you was kind to me. I was a stranger and you still picked up the phone for me. Even though you didn't know me, you still answered me on Messenger on Facebook. And I was a stranger. You didn't ignore me. And I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. This NLT. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. This is the work of the ministry. This is part of the work of the ministry. When you see them hungry, you feed them. When you see them thirsty, you give them something to drink. Sometimes I'll hand a bottle of water out the window if I have it. If they stand in there on the corner. I've, we fed the homeless. We fed the hungry. But it's not a one-time deal. The only time you can serve people is inside that building. Then I'm going to have to ask you, is all, do all you have is religion? There is no condemnation. But yes, I want to prick you. I want to irritate you. And I want to aggravate you. Because I want to push up us out, out of that place of complacency. So when you go out today, before you start your day, I don't know about you, but I like to say, Lord, thank you for waking me. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? Sometimes they'll say, you need to stay home and rest. You need to just sit still and spend some time with me. But even in that, when people call, I'll still pray with them. I'll still talk to them. Some of us are selective servants. We select who we serve, but that's not Christ-like. How many of you know clicks causes splits? We got these inner circles and can't nobody get in because we stuck in routine. Dead things don't grow. If people are getting saved, set free, or delivered, and I'm not just talking about in the building. And when people ask you to pray for them, pray for them right then. Let's quit being religious. How can they know what you're praying if they can't hear what you're saying? There's no condemnation. I'm talking about us being disciples of Jesus Christ. Who are you serving? Self-serving. Are we serving the Lord? Are we serving ourselves? Are we serving others? Our light, our life as ambassadors, we are walking epistles as ambassadors of Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what your title is. If you're a teacher, teach. But don't just teach in word, teach in your example. Because really our actions speak louder than our words. We're called to live Christ-like. 
as disciples of Jesus Christ, like I said, it doesn't matter what area we're in. If we're in the marketplace, meaning in the secular world, if we've been called to work in the secular world, then you're the pastor on that job. And you need to start seeing yourself as that. I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied when people aren't getting saved, set free or delivered. It's not enough for me. Just a good old sermon, Sunday sermon, that's not enough for me. I love fellowship. I do. I love fellowship. I love being around other believers. I love it. But then there's a time when I like to be by myself. There's a time when I like to be out in the world, meeting new people. Um, I just love people. And that's what we're called to be. As disciples of Jesus Christ, Jesus spent time with his 12, with the inner circle. But then Jesus went to the temple. He went to the highways and the byways and he preached the gospel. He didn't just stay inside the building. He said, look at me. Jesus said, look at me. Do what I do. Do what I do. John 15 and 8 says, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, proving yourselves to be my disciples. Disciples bear fruit. Disciples are fruit bearers. You know what? There's no way we can live Christ-like and not bear fruit because the fruits of the spirit is patience, gentle, kind, long-suffering, love. The way we'll know his, we are his disciples is by the love we have for one another. So Jesus said, know my disciples by their fruit. You're going to know them by their love, but not just by their love, but you're going to know them by what they do. Why? Because action speaks louder than words. God's word asks us to do stuff. Jesus went about doing nothing but good. For this purpose was the son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Who are you serving? Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? There's no condemnation. Are you just a saint or are we disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we churchgoers or are we disciples? Meet someone new. My challenge to you is to meet someone new. My challenge to you is to take somebody to to, uh, entertain a stranger. Didn't you know what Jesus did? Jesus went to where the people were. And when we go to Walmart or wherever, we're going to where the people were. Find a place to serve, not just inside the building. But volunteer at some outreaches so you can um, so you can uh, serve outside the building because of no condemnation. But we should be leading people to Christ. When the last time you led someone to Christ, some people have never led a person to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no condemnation because I understand with all the entertainment, we're not really being disciple. Some people don't even know how to lead people to Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Start with that. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, he died and rose, you know, start with that. Pray the prayer of, of, of salvation with the person. Ask them if, if they believe Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died, he rose. Uh, if you do, you shall be saved. They say, I believe in Jesus. Ask them, well, what do you believe about Jesus? Because some, some people, you know, they have different meanings of who Jesus is. Some say he a prophet. Some say he did. Some say that. But Jesus said, I'm asking you, who do you say I am? Who am I to you? Forget about what they say, Peter. Who do you say I am? <laughs> Are you believing what they say? Or do you know what God said? My question to you is, who do you say Jesus is? And if Jesus Christ is the Son of God, which He is, then we and we say that we are believers. It's more to it than just believing that Jesus is the Son of God, but we too, as His disciples, are to do the works of Jesus Christ. And when I'm telling you, it's going to cost you something. We have to lose our life to find it, because when we try to hold on our life, uh, when we try, those who try to hold on to their life will lose it. But those who are willing to lose their life for Christ's sake shall find it. In other words, I must. We must be willing to give up our way for His way. We must be willing to give up our will for His will. His disciples said, "Jesus, but we left everything behind to follow after you." Excuse me. You remember the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, "Well, what 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 what, what is it I need to do?" He said, well, he said, I, you know, he kept all the commandments. Jesus read them all. If he eats, I did that from a youth. You know, I went to church when I was a kid. I used to do this when I was a kid and I used to do that when I was a kid. I did. I kept your commandments from a youth. You know, I was raised in church and, you know, and this and that and that and that and all the religious stuff. And Jesus said, okay, well, go sell all that stuff that you haven't come follow me. Why did he deal with him in that area? Because Jesus knew that money was his real God. 
you had the works. We had all he had all the religious works. And even though he had in the natural might have looked to some people like he was serving God. But his servant wasn't really to God because money was his God. Who or what are you serving? Do we just are we just putting Christ on and taking Christ off? We have to serve him where we're at. Some people say, well, first I got to get healed before I can serve the Lord. Or first I got to do this before I can serve the Lord. No, Jesus said, leave him alone. The one man said, well, Jesus, I got to go back and bury my father. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Come on. Because a man or woman who's not willing to leave his father, mother, sister, brother uh, to come after me is not worthy to even follow me. What is he saying? He's saying, you know, it's not he's not saying that you don't fellowship with your family he's saying he has to come first because when Jesus is not first, you will compromise when it comes to your mother, your father, your children, your sister, your brother. Who are you serving? Serve him with what you have, whatever it is that you got in your hand. Even if you're on your bed and you're sick, post a Bible verse, do something. Pray for somebody on Facebook. Do something. Do it to somebody you don't know. Because even tax collectors and wine bitters do that. When is the last time you befriended someone that you didn't know? And I'm not talking about a Christian. Because Jesus said, I didn't even come for them. They already well. I came for those that are sick. When is the last time you met somebody that's not saved? As disciples of Jesus Christ, we're called to the world. And when we go, that's when he go. Volunteer at some type of outreach somewhere outside the building so you can serve people that's not saved. That's our servant to the Lord. Our servant to the Lord is not in the building. Our servant to the Lord, that's where we're getting prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry. But a lot of us is not prepared for the work of the ministry. We're just trying to be churchgoers. We're not trying to to do outreach. Outreach is Christ reaching out. And everyone should have some type of outreach. If it's nothing but giving a a homeless person a bottle of water or, or just paying for something for somebody at the store or just some type of act of kindness. But make sure that we're doing it as unto the Lord. Lord, what is it you want me to say? Every assignment is not your assignment. But some people use that for an excuse not to do anything. Come on now. Those who are the sons of God are led by God. Uh, Proverbs 19, 17. Uh, John 15, 8 says, uh, it glorifies the Father when we bear much fruit, proving our, yourselves to be my disciples. So disciples are fruit bearers. We should be bearing fruit. We've been saved 40 years. No condemnation. When we get up in the morning, when we're stuck in routine, let me tell you what it is when we're stuck in routine. When we're stuck in our way, then we can't be led in God's way. When we get up in the morning, let's start, Lord, what do you want me to do? Acknowledge him. We say, no, I didn't get to read today because I was too busy. I didn't get to read today because I was trying to do this. I didn't get to spend time with God. What are we doing? No condemnation, but really, I want to know. I need to know. I got to know. What are we doing? We said, well, yeah, every morning I wake up, I say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Okay, and then what? You know what? Jesus told his disciples, they was asking the question, who's the greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus said, you know, we must come to him as a little child. Why? Because we have to humble ourselves the way a child humbles himself. Why is this? Because children realize and understand they need their father. They need their parents. That They can't do anything without God. Do you realize that we can't do anything without the Lord Jesus Christ? This is why he's saying you, you have to come to me as a child. Matthews 18, 1 through 5 is the amplified. I'm going to have to hurry up. It says, at this time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called the little child said, And set him before him and said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, this is the amplified version. Unless you repent, that is change your inner self, your old way of thinking, live changed lives and become like children, trusting, humbling and forgiving. You would never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Why is this? Because when we come, God said, first of all, he said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to those that are humble, right? Because proud people, when we grown, we don't see a need for a father. When we grown, we don't acknowledge God in all our ways. At least we just do what we want to do. You say, well, what did God say to do? 
And so we're roaming around aimlessly like in the wilderness and we're stuck in patterns because we don't know. We have not acknowledged God. We haven't went to him like a little child to our Abba Father and said, Father, what is it you want me to do today? How many of you know that when we're wasting time, we're wasting God's time because the time we have is not ours. It's God's time. And we understand this. We understand that when we go to work and we're paid to work eight hours, we're on someone else's time. Well, how many of you know that we're on God's time? And he says, we're going to have to give account of our idle time. Let's not waste time because it's not our time to waste. We're on God's time. He's the one that gives us the breath. It's in him that we live, move, and have our being. Our very breath comes from him, our Zoe life. Without him, we can do absolutely nothing. We can only do all things because of Christ who strengthens us. So when we wake up in the morning, we need to be saying, Lord, what is it? you want me to do he said lean not to your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge me and I'll direct your path I talk to my husband throughout the day I don't just wake up and say hi honey and that's it I'll say nothing else to him the entire day relationship 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 is Christ real in your life father we ask that you reveal yourself to us father just like you did Peter do you have a revelation of Jesus Christ when he's not real to you then it's just going to be a good old storybook. And when you read the Bible, it's going to be like, oh, well, this is what Jesus did. No, this is what Jesus want us to do. As he is, so are we in this world. And if our only service to Christ is inside that building, then we're not really serving Christ. We're not being disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ because disciples are called to the world. They're called to do the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. They that believe, they can lay hands on the sick. And it's not just those that's in the building. If you can only pray for people at the altar, but you can't pray for people on social media, or you can't pray for that person in the grocery store because you're ashamed people might see you standing there holding their hand. What are we doing? There's no condemnation. But yes, I did. I come to irritate you. I did. I really did. Because you know what? God wants us to grow. To grow, we're going to have to go. That means we're going to have to take up our mat and we're going to have to walk. And we're going to have to minister the love of Jesus Christ right where we're at. And not just to each other. Not just the, not just the people. That's good. We have prayer partners. We're saying praying with that same. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, is that the only time we pray? Is the only time we pray for people is Sunday at the altar? Is that the only time? Then that's not service to the world. That's service to the saints. Is the only time we go out to dinner is with another believer? Come on now. We should be meeting new people. If we pray this, Lord, enlarge our territory, the Lord said, I can't. I try to introduce you to this person. This person came in your messenger box, asked could they talk to you. You shut down your whole messenger. You fix it where people can't even reach you. But you want God to enlarge your territory. There's no condemnation. When is the last time you met someone new? Let this mind which in Christ Jesus be also in us. Jesus always went about doing nothing but good. He went to where the people were. He just wasn't stuck inside the temple. He went outside the temple. He went outside the synagogue and he walked around the world, the earth. The multitude followed him. He would preach standing in a boat. Anywhere you are, that's your platform. You know, the Lord started saying, having me to tell people I'm glad I'm alive instead of saying I'm blessed because the world didn't know how to respond to that. So when they ask you, how are you doing at the cashier? I said, oh, I'm just, I'm glad. I'm just so glad I'm alive. You know why? Because that's a door that opens up the door to conversation. He that winning souls is wise. If you want to win souls, God will give you wisdom and show you how. Make you some introduction cards. Hey, my name is just wanted to know if you knew Jesus or join my Facebook page. Connect with people. There's no condemnation. But if the only work, if your only service for Christ is inside that building, then that's not serving. You're not serving the people. You're serving the saints, but you're not serving the world. And we're all called to do it. And how many of you know that ministry starts at home? And, you know, God is not impressed about how well you love the people inside the building if you can't love the people outside the building. It's easy to be kind to people that's kind to you. Even the world can do that. But he's calling us to be disciples of Jesus Christ. 
Is it just about your for it no more? There's no condemnation. But I have to ask these hard questions because a lot of us are settled in these places, these religious places, and we've confused service in the building or our Facebook Live, or I got my time in. Okay, that's good. Now it's time to go and do what you heard. Now it's time to go and be kind to not just the people you know, but it's time to be kind to the people you do know. It's time to be kind to the people you don't know. Is that what the sermon was about? Was it talking about love? Well, then it means not just loving on my sisters in the building, but I need to love my sisters outside the building. I need to love my my spouse at home. I need to love my kids. I need to love the people I don't know. I need to be lovely. I need to let people in, in the store stand in front of me sometimes. I see they ain't got that much. Why not move out of the way and let that person come? Love is patient. Love is kind. You'd be amazed at just the little acts of kindness that minister the love of Christ to people. It's the goodness of God that draws his people to a re- repentance. Be good to somebody. And every time that we're good to somebody, they see God. Even when they're not being good to you. Don't don't be over, don't let evil overcome you, but overcome evil with love. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with love, with good. Don't let how they are change who you are. And don't get tired of doing good. Don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season, the word tells us, you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap the good you sow and never feel bad about doing good. Oh, I shouldn't have did this because I did this for that person. And then look what they did. It's not about that. When your motive is God, then your motive is good. And when you do stuff, Colossians says, remember 1, 317, Colossians 317 says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the father and through him. And when you do stuff as unto the Lord, you're not going to look to that person for your reward. Just because God had you to do that for them don't mean he's going to use them to do that for you. He's going to use whoever he wants to. So that's why our motive for what we do has to be because this is what God said. Because when I do something for you and I believe that God told me to do it, you did not use me. God used me. You did not make a fool of me because God used me. The Lord told me to do that. He said to pray for people who even think that they're despitefully using you. Why? Because when you do something as unto the Lord, people can't get over on you. They're not getting over on you because I didn't even really do it for you. I did it because God told me to. You see there? We have to make sure that our heart motive in our service unto the is unto the Lord. Who are you serving? Are you serving yourself? Are you serving others? Are you serving the Lord? As disciples of Jesus Christ, we're called to be the light of the world. Uh, Matthew 5 tells us this. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its salt be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown. And so are we, be, are, are we salt? We're called to be the salt of the earth. We're called to bring flavor, bring the presence of God into the lives of other people. Are you being the salt of the earth or are you just being salty and bitter? We're called to be the salt. People should taste it. They should hunger for it when they see you. They should be thirsty because salt makes you thirsty. When they see what's on you, it should make them want it. We're called to be the light. He said, you are the light of the world. A, A city sits on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Are you putting your light under the basket? Are you hiding but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven let your light which is your lifestyle your light is your lifestyle let your light so shine before others so that they may see with their natural eyes your good works it's okay to take a picture so people can see your good works so that your father can be glorified this is not about you. This is not so you can be glorified. I take pictures and I outreach so our Father can be glorified. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's about the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. So people can see your good works when you are standing at that counter and you're saying, go on, you can go first. Or someone's $5 short and you say, I got it. Do you know 
I mean, I've done some little tiny stuff in my mind to somebody, and it was like just so mind-blowing. How many of you know that the acts of kindness is really growing weird, uh, rare? And when you're good to people, sometimes it's hard for them to accept it because they always think there's some strings attached to it. But we as disciples of Jesus Christ, we have to, got to allow the goodness of God to be manifested to the world. I'm not talking about to each other. He didn't come for those as well. Yes, help the saints. We're called to help the saints. But come on now. As believers, we need to be growing from faith to faith. So we, because everybody has something to give. Don't let the devil make you think that you don't have nothing to give. The fact that you're still here means you have something to give. It means that God still has a good plan and a good purpose for your life. And we're not talking about, well, Lord, wait till I start feeling better. Then I'll read. No, put that word in your ear. Put it on YouTube. Because when we don't have time for the word, we don't have time for God. When we don't have time for the word, we don't have time for the God. But yet we're still sitting there and we're still making time for something else what's taking the place of God in your life and who are you serving there's no condemnation but it's time that we come back into fellowship with him and become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and start praying not for just the people in the building not for just people at the altar not for just the people we know But open up that messenger. I challenge you to open up your messenger on Facebook. Make sure that you're putting posts on your Facebook page. When people say that they're this and they're that, the apostle, pastor, whatever they say, I'll go look at their their Facebook page. And and a lot of times, not all the time, it's hardly nothing on there about the Lord. That's the world. That's the only reason. My, My sole purpose, my only purpose for being on any kind of social media is so that I could gossip about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because I understand the purpose of it. When we understand the purpose of a thing, we won't uh, uh, abuse it because abuse is abnormal use, right? But when we understand that the purpose of social media is because technology is going to increase, that God created social media to help reach the world. It doesn't matter. What's your purpose for being on there? You say, oh, with so much mess. Yes, the world is messy. And those are the people we're called to. We're called to minister to the people that's living in darkness. Sin or sin. They're doing what they're supposed to. But in the midst of the mess, you put your post on there. For God so loved the world. That's like, you know, social media to me is like when Jesus sat and ate and drank with the tax collectors and the wine bitters. He was right in the midst of the world. That's what we're called. But make sure that when you're with the world is so you can minister Christ. Make sure when you're with the world that you don't become like the world because we're called to be salt and light in the earth. There's no condemnation, but I do pray that it, it, it challenged you. I pray that the word of God challenged you because the, he's on his way back. And our, and our goal as believers is not to take our light and hide it up under a bushel, but it's to let our light shine so people can see our good work and our father can be glorified. We're not to hide our talents. The purpose of our gifts and talents is so that we can give to others. It says, blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. If you if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. Proverbs 19, 17. We're not called to look down on the poor. We're called to help the poor. First Peter 410. I'm getting ready to have to get off and run out of time. NLT. God has given each of us a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. The purpose of our gifts is to serve others. It's not just so we can sit and talk about how gifted we are. And the reason you're not, the anointing is not flowing and you're not filling the mantle and you're not, it's because you're not operating in the work. The, the purpose of the gift is to serve others. So the more you serve, when you're faithful over a little, God will increase it. If you're not using your gift to serve anybody, then you're hiding it under the bushel and God wants us to multiply the gifts. Read the parable of the, uh, the, uh, the talents, Matthews 25. One of, one of the guys said, the ones who didn't, who didn't, uh, who buried his gift, he said, so I was afraid and I went and hid, hid, uh, hid your talent in the ground. Here, here's what you, what's yours. But Jesus, the master, was very angry because the purpose of the gift is so it can grow and multiply by touching other people. And we as believers should be making other disciples. Okay, so what are you doing with your gift? My time is running out. Make sure 
that our gifts are to serve others. Find out what your gifts are. What is it that you like to do? The, the, the thing that you're passionate about. I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. And I have to ask less today. My challenge is to you is to pray for someone you don't know. My challenge to you is to open up those Facebook messengers. And I'm going to end it on there so you can help reach the world. My, my challenge to you is to pray for somebody on Facebook you don't know. Don't use the prayer.